This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. Atlanta, welcome back for the second time this week. Glad to have you here for the next uh, 30, 45 minutes. Lord knows how long this could go if uh, either of us gets really fired up, which it's bound to happen at this point. Uh, so last night came out, was the first edition of the college football playoff this year. It was coming from, I think it was Madison Square Garden is where they were doing it up top. Uh, the uh, college basketball was going on Yeah. last night. Uh, I think it was, who was it? Duke and uh, Kansas. Duke, yeah, Duke and Kansas, Kansas played last night, and, and Duke won. Yeah, it was a good. And game. then they kind of in between the, the two games, they did their little college football playoff thing. Uh, Reese Davis was there. Mm-hmm. Kirk Herbstreet, Joey Galloway, which who I will get to in a minute because I have a bone to pick with that guy. Okay. And then, um, geez, who's the last guy? I can't even think of him. Oh, Jesse Palmer. Oh. Jesse Palmer. So they went through the show. They released all the rankings, and it pretty much ended up like this. At four, we had Penn State. Yep. Three, we had Alabama. Uh-huh. Two, we had LSU. One, we had Ohio State. There's a very big name missing that a lot of you are like, whoa, where did those guys go? And that's Clemson. Yeah. So my prediction is I had Clemson at four, Alabama three, Ohio State at two, and LSU at one. They went ahead with Penn State, and I understand why. This, you know, The strength of schedule, strength of record, eye test. Anybody right now, in my opinion, looks better than Clemson just because of who Clemson has played, and sometimes they struggle. Yeah, Maybe they not do. struggle the whole game, but they struggle the first half. Yes. They had that horrible scare against North Carolina where if they get that two-point conversion, they lose to North Carolina. Yes, they would. So it's a lot of things that we come, keep coming back to with Clemson, which I think gave Penn State the edge. Yeah, I agree with you definitely on that. Um, that Carolina game, that was pretty ugly. They just made a mistake, man. Uh, honestly, they should have went probably for the field goal went in overtime. Honestly, I think that's what Carolina should have done. And that's what started them reeling off in from the number one spot down to where they are now, the number four spot. And actually, I don't even have them in the number four spot, if you ask us. If you ask me, I got Ohio State. I mean, not Ohio State, but I got Penn State ahead of them, definitely. And then I also got Georgia. I know Georgia Bulldog fans would like to hear this. I got them above Clemson also as well because at least they didn't play more quality. As you mentioned, they played more quality football teams, you know what I'm saying? So I would have to include Florida, even though I don't care for Florida. But still, the quality of player teams that they've played has been, you know, has been a lot better than Clemson. Clemson, honestly, haven't played anybody in the top 25 in a long time. Of course, at the end of the year, they're going to play Wake Forest, which Wake Forest is like number 24, 25. Didn't Wake Forest just lose last week? Uh, no, Wake Forest blew out North Carolina or okay. NC State. Okay. But it's it's like they were talking the show last night, and they were like, oh, Wake Forest being ranked is sure a good thing for Clemson because they match up. I'm like, yeah, that's the only matchup they have. That's and it. I hope you hear yourself talking. It is yeah. Wake Forest. Yeah. Okay, we're not talking about an f- old Florida State team that was dynamic. Mm-mm. right? We're not talking about an old Miami team Mm-mm. that was tough. Nope. We're talking about Wake Forest. Right. When was the last time Wake Forest has ever been relevant in college football? Uh, never. never. I'll, I'll let you. No. <laughs> I'll cut that sentence off. Don't know. Never. <laughs> so it makes zero sense of why you can – I don't understand how anybody can vouch for Clemson, other than the fact that they won the national championship last year. Well, guess what? Yeah. It's not last year. It isn't. This is a completely different year. That's right. And I understand they still have some pieces from last year's team, but they, they also do. lost a lot of guys. They lost three guys on the on the front defensive line. Right. Right. That's a big blow. And I think we've seen that. They are a little bit younger on defense, and I think it's shown at times. Yeah. But there's, I, I completely agree with the college football committee on this one. 
Clemson should not be in the top four as of right now. But the thing is, Ohio State and Penn State have to play each other, and LSU and Alabama have to play each other. They do. So Clemson's going to find their way right back in there, barring they don't lose any games, which I don't see happening. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Even if LSU does beat Alabama, I still have LSU and Alabama still in the playoffs, still both of them. Um, The only thing is, if Ohio State win, they still stay in it too as well. But the thing is, if Penn State loses, mm, now they're done. I honestly believe because they got Penn State right now at number five, right? No, no, no. So the the you're looking at the AP. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm looking at the AP poll, which that's the only poll that really matters. Well, the college well the college football playoff poll came out last night. That's the official one. It came out last night at nine okay. o'clock. And where was where was Penn State at? Penn State was four. They was four, and Clemson was where five. Okay, good. I like that. Where was Georgia? Still at number six? Georgia was at number six. Oregon was at number seven. Uh, the only thing other that flipped is Ohio State's number one, LSU's number two. Well, this is what's going to happen. Like I was going to just say just a few minutes ago, the Bulldogs can still in the in the playoffs. Yeah, they just have to run the table. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a problem with it. I think I don't. As long as Ohio State handles business to take care of Penn State. Yeah. Because one and two, I just think they're really not going <laughs> to. That really is not going to change a whole lot. No, it won't. You know, even if one of them take a loss, one of them still be undefeated. I still don't really change, think that Alabama would drop out of the top four. And I don't think LSU would drop out of the top four because they're playing one and two playing each other. So, you know, so I believe that the committee will have those two teams still in it along with Ohio State. As long as Ohio State handles business the rest of the way with Justin Fields, hopefully they handle business. And then uh, Penn State will be done. And I don't think that will put Clemson back up there. Still, I still will put. I still honestly will put. Even with Georgia got one loss and Clemson got zero losses, I still will put Georgia over Clemson because of their scheduling. Yeah, I mean it's a safe argument. You definitely can make a case for it. So while we're talking about the reasons that we believe, and I guess the college football committee believes that Clemson should be held out of the college football playoff if it was to start today, yeah, is because of the inability to. I wouldn't even say schedule weak opponents because you play in the ACC and the ACC is just not good right now and there's not a whole lot Clemson can do to make you know they can't recruit for other teams you know what I'm saying like they can't make the ACC better so there's really nothing they can do as far as that but for the non-conference opponents that you can schedule Clemson's gonna have to do a better job with scheduling tougher opponents I understand that they did the two-year deal with Texas A&M but Texas A&M isn't close to what we believe that they you know what they would be this year Matt, a lot of their schedule is already set for the future. Five, five, six years from now, even Georgia and Alabama, their their games are already scheduled for the future. Like Clemson's already got a lot of games scheduled for the future, and so does Notre Dame also as well. So uh, you might have to go like about ten years down the road because a lot of games, from my understanding, has already been set. Right, dates have. They so, have been. Yeah. So here's here's something that I heard last night during the college football playoff show in between the two basketball games that really just rubbed me the wrong way, and this is where I have my bone to pick with Joey Galloway. Okay. So he was asked last night why he believes that Clemson should be the number one team in the country. If you don't know, they all do like their own version of their top four, and he's since day one has had Clemson at number one. Yep. While all these other analysts have slid them down according to the AP poll, yep. and then we finally saw it in the college football playoff poll, he said, I think it's pretty easy. The defending national champion who is undefeated in, in Clemson is still number one. People want to talk about how they haven't looked as good as they looked last year, but they're undefeated. That's the first part he said. Second part he said right here, he said, here's the thing. Like I said to people who have argued why Clemson is number one, 
tell me who you think beats Clemson right now. A close game doesn't bother me. Everyone is going to have close games. You know football games are hard to win. Everybody's going to have a close one. So just because they had one close game against North Carolina, people have jumped off the bandwagon. I'm not jumping off. I know what the team is, and I've seen them do it. Okay. Okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Alabama can beat them. LSU can beat them. Ohio State can beat them. Penn State can beat them. I believe the Bulldogs can even beat them on a good day. I believe they can even beat them. So, uh, Clemson, yeah, they struggled a lot of games. If you really watch a lot, a lot of their games, they struggled in the first half. A lot of their points came in the second half. They didn't come in the first first two quarters. They struggled to, you know, to get settled in in a lot of games. And these against teams that are not even ranked. Okay, back to this question, back to this little statement he made. Uh, right now, Baylor's undefeated. Okay, Baylor, Baylor's undefeated. <laughs> Minnesota's, Minnesota's undefeated. undefeated. Okay, you so you want to talk about teams that are undefeated. Don't go into that stuff about teams that's undefeated because they should be number one because it's undefeated. Because still right now you got LSU, Alabama, and Ohio State are still undefeated. Really? Come on now, man. And Penn State's undefeated. Really? Yeah, so here's the thing I have. So, like you said, Baylor and Minnesota are undefeated. The only thing that is holding Baylor and Minnesota from being up in the discussion with the rest of them is their schedule and who they've beaten. The only thing I think that separates these teams right now from Clemson is that Clemson is the defending national championship, that's which, in my opinion, shouldn't matter. It should, but that's the way they're going to weigh in on that. I don't know why. This is a whole new year. If you looked at Baylor's and Minnesota schedule and put them up against Clemson, I guarantee you, I think Baylor's and Minnesota's is probably harder than Clemson's is I right now. So too. So Definitely. I. So Joey Galloway has always rubbed me the wrong way. I've never, never enjoyed the guy. I've never enjoyed listening to him speak, and that right there just really sent me off the edge because. Buddy, who who cares about last year? Right. Right? I mean, congrats. You won the national champion. Yeah. That doesn't go over into this year. People leave. People get drafted. Stuff happens. Yep. So to say that because they're the, nas- the reigning national champions that they should be ranked number one is complete garbage. I don't understand where that even comes from. I don't either. And then you look at, oh, they had one rough game. That rough game is against a brand-new coach in Mack Brown. Yep. Brand-new recruiting in UNC. Complete yep. rebuild season for UNC. And they were one stupid mistake. They UNC cost themselves that game. Right? Yep. They beat themselves, basically. They beat themselves, and they had the chance to win the game. All they had to do was kick the extra point, That's it. and they would have gone into another OT, and there's no telling what happened. But nope. instead, they went for two to try to win it off, and they didn't get it. Right. So they, you don't understand how close that game was. They were one yard away from losing that game to North yeah. Carolina and never being in the discussion for the college football playoff again this year. They, yep, that would have kept them out the playoffs. Because here's period. the thing. Clemson loses, this game, it loses any games this year, they're done. Just like we talked about with Oklahoma. Oklahoma lost against Kansas State. I don't care what they do this year. Unless everything falls apart, they're done. That's right. So, I mean, it's it's something you look you look at and you're like, what, I, what, what are you even talking about? Like, okay. it, that makes zero sense. He says, everybody has one rough game. Okay, let's put it this way. All these teams that are undefeated, they've had a rough game, yeah. but they've won. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's against way better opponents. So you look at, you know, Oklahoma had that rough game with Kansas State. They lost. They're done. Clemson, if they'd have lost to North Carolina, they're done. LSU's roughest game this year was probably Auburn, who's ranked number 12, I think, in the college football playoff poll. That was the roughest game. They still got it done. But that's against the 12th best team in the country. You're talking about a complete dumpster fire in UNC right now. It, uh, I don't get that. It makes it makes zero sense to me. They don't play anybody. They won't play anybody this year. You can argue for Wake Forest all you want. That does not count. Nope. No. That's not even close. Nope. They're not going to no playoffs. So I... Whew. That's a lot. What are you saying? But I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on that, definitely. Uh, 
that, that, that's just crazy. To comment. pull the card of the defending national champions, I've seen teams win the national championship and not and barely make a bowl game the next year. I have. You know, too. what I'm saying you see it in all sports. Yeah. Uh, you know, World Series teams they don't even make the playoffs the next year. No. Super Bowl team you saw it with the Falcons they didn't make the playoffs or well, they got look, beat in the first round. Look at the Boston Red Sox they yeah. didn't make the playoffs this year and they won the World Series last year. Uh, look at the Dodgers they was in the World Series last year and they got bumped they didn't even make it back to the World Series again this year. That's what I'm saying. So, so the whole defending reigning national champion thing that's that was a horrible take from like that makes zero sense to me. It, it does because you got new. The reason why is because you got new players coming in every year and got uh, players as on the team going out to the pros. So that wouldn't make any sense, man. You got basically a whole new roster. You may get a couple people stay from, from previous year because they either sophomore, junior now, or senior. But come on, man. That doesn't make any sense to me. His statement, I don't know if you know where he even got that from. I mean, I, that's Honestly, straight where, where from did you get that field. from? That's straight from left field because nobody else has been saying that. And everybody else has been sliding them down in the polls because they see what everybody else sees. They see that they struggled in the first half against games. They had a very ugly game against UNC. It wasn't against a top, you know, a top 15 team in the country that they escaped on the road. You know what I'm saying? And I, it was UNC. I'm just putting it College there. basketball ain't even like that. Because last year, Duke was ranked number one based off their recruiting. Yeah. They had the top three high school players in the country go to Duke, sign with Duke. And so they put them at number one. About after week three of last year, Duke wasn't at number one any longer. Yep. Happens with all sports. So I don't I don't like that. Tell me and then he says, Tell me who you think can beat him right now, and I can literally I can I can I name off ten you, off the top of my head I who I think could beat Clemson. Can beat him. Yeah, they can beat him. It's not who he said not who will beat Clemson, who could beat Clemson. Who could? I, I, I literally could see ten teams. I think Auburn could beat him. I think Florida could beat him. And I definitely think Oklahoma could beat him. Yeah, well, Oklahoma would bury him. They put up a lot of points, man. I'm telling you, they got a good team. It, it, even and I think Auburn. You said Auburn too. Yeah, I think Auburn could beat them. Oh yeah, I, do I don't too. have a problem with that at all. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. <clears throat> That's a lot, man. That was a lot in that statement that he he made, and I don't really think he thought about it before he said it. Yeah, I wish. Really. I I wish I could, you know when they when they release a playoff poll they they're showing it in a bracket right so they you're not seeing the analyst's face because they're seeing it for the first time just like we are yeah you're seeing you're seeing a picture of them sliding in you know the team in the bracket and stuff like that yeah I would have paid so much money to see Joey Galloway's face when he saw <laughs> he saw Clemson slide in at number five because it like that literally just takes his statement. And what he said, and throws it straight out of the window as far as you possibly can throw something, because that that he what he said is wrong. But we already we already talked about on our show that Clemson's were probably going to drop out of the playoff race. Uh, we already we already talked about that a while back, you know. So because we already looked at their schedule before the season start, you know they got they had to put about 70, 80 points a game, and that's still <laughs> that's still wasn't going to cut it. Yeah. So here's here's something that's interesting. I was thinking about it earlier today. You get down to an undefeated Clemson, and undefeated Clemson who wins the ACC. They will. You get an undefeated Baylor mm-hmm. who wins yeah. the Big Twelve. Yep, that's right. Are you going to take Clemson because they're the reigning national champions, or are you going to actually look at it straight up? No, they're going to look at it because based off what Joey Galloway just said. 
about they the reigning champions. Baylor's not the reigning champions, and they ain't won no national title, uh, no two out of three years. So that's probably what they're just going to go off of. And really, that's where we talked about. Well, I don't like the game because it gets political at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you have politics seeps into the uh, to sports, and I don't like that. And then you get guys who are able to vote, give their biased opinions, mm-hmm. and their biased opinions a lot of times carry a lot of weight. Yeah, something something that I don't like other than the fact that I think they should expand the playoff, is I think that this college football playoff poll should be completely algorithm-based. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't believe that there should be human beings who have ties to schools who are there. I mean, the chairman of the committee is, yeah. the, is the athletic director for Oregon. Mm, okay. So, I mean, all these guys are involved in, in NCAA programs. Yeah. So it's... It's tough to say that they sit in that room and completely throw all opinions, biased opinions out the window yeah. and talk about these teams straight up. I don't think that's possible, and I think this thing should turn into an algorithm-based output. You know, something that yeah. that you plug in everything that has happened this year, and it comes up on your computer screen. These are the top four teams. Because I, like I don't that. like human I don't like human beings deciding. Yeah, because they're too biased. Because and they're too biased. They're giving their opinion. It's too biased. That's 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 political to me, man. You know, if you your your thoughts and your comments carry any weight, that's where you have the power, and you can kind of manipulate what other people vote and what they and then what they think you right. can. And that's why I told you a lot of teams like he going for Clemson. He believes that Clemson be number one and woo 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 and all that kind of stuff. That's why I said, man, expand the playoffs. That's why I've been talking about it all year. Expand it to the minimum of eight teams. Uh, maximum maybe 16, but eight teams. Because then you won't have these people giving their biased opinions and it carries any weight. Uh, okay, you can keep Clemson in the playoffs. We'll guarantee you, uh, if you got eight teams in there, I guarantee you they're probably going to lose the first because they ain't played no competition all year. So when they go against uh, – in the first round, in the first round of the playoffs, they go against Alabama, LSU. Uh, they go against Penn State, Ohio State, Oklahoma. They probably get bounced the first game. Yeah, I can see it because they ain't played nobody all year. I can see it. They're happen. gonna get bounced the first game. Yeah, out. and then people argue that yeah. they did that last year, but I don't believe that. I think this year is completely different. Yep. So I don't, I don't buy that. I do too. I don't buy it either. All right. All right. The matchup of the weekend. <clears throat> okay. Let's get ready? to it. And you know what the matchup is. I can, I can feel like my veins are just boiling right now. I don't. Yeah. This is. Yeah. I I was thinking about. I could barely sleep last night. I was so heated by the things that he said and this whole thing about Clemson and stuff like that. And he was the only one that was surprised. Is the funny thing. Like the rest of the guys sitting there were like, <laughs> uh, like they didn't really care. Like they were like, oh, I figured that's you know that was definitely a possibility. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. So let's get into. The matchup yeah. of the week, something we've been looking forward to probably for the past couple of weeks because we knew it was coming. Yeah, we knew it was Although coming. it is not a number one versus number two matchup anymore. It is number two versus number three. Yep. And this matchup imposes huge, huge um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I really can't think of anything right now. It, I, wow. What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm, I'm looking gonna for? Use, I'm going to use wow. <laughs> Uh, it's it's going to be it a wow up, factor game. Wow. It opens up a huge door for the winner. I guess that's what I was trying to say. Wow. I, I really can't even think. They're going to receive a lot of first place points. Wow. Well, the, the winner of this game is going to move to number one, in my opinion. Yeah. Even, even Alabama sitting at number three in the college football playoff poll, you get a win against the number two team in the country, 
you jump to number one. Automatically. LSU, they get a win on the road against the number three team in the country. They're going to number one, no questions asked. And if they don't go to number one, um, I am the college football playoff committee is located in Grapevine, Texas. Yeah. I will be making my way out there for a Grapevine, personal visit. Texas. Now, where is that at? Uh, middle, <laughs> middle of nowhere. That's what I thought. Definitely. Um, so let's talk about this game. Reports came out today that Tua is going to play. Yep, they sure did. It's not really surprising. We all uh, we all oh, knew we that was knew coming. That anyway. There's no way that he was sitting on this is the biggest game of his career, arguably. Is he going to start? Yeah, he's going to start. He's going to – I mean, it's – Is he going to play the whole game? Uh, who knows? Who knows what happens? I mean, nobody's going to – he's not going to come out and say, I'm 80%, you know, or no, I'm 70%. No. Right? You're not going to no, say that. No, they're going to So LSU's got to assume that, they're, that he's 100% and he's ready to go. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that Coach O and Dave Aranda is not going to dial up shots to take shots at him. Oh, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Because – if he's if he's slightly timid or something like that, and he makes a wrong move, he could re-injure it. I don't know. There's a lot of things that could go wrong when you're playing a quarterback on short rest from an injury that's pretty serious. Yeah, because they still got a lot. They still got one more tough game uh, this season. Alabama, even if they do get past LSU, still got to play Auburn. It's the last game of the season. Yeah, that will be pretty tough, but it will. So he really can't. Re-injure, he can't afford to re-injure that ankle. Again. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the thing that we saw happen last year in the national championship. He got hurt, sprained that ankle, and then it kind of looked like he wasn't himself in the national championship. It did to me too, but we're not going to use no excuses, though, for that. No, no, we're not. No. So this game, uh, it poses a lot of questions, a lot of questions about what happens after this game as far as mm-hmm. the rankings, as far as the playoff, what do we see happening? The big question is, does the loser of this game – get into the college football playoff my answer my answer is yes for both i've heard a lot of yes for lsu no for alabama simply because lsu has played a much tougher schedule their strength of schedule is a lot tougher than alabama's Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of why alabama gets a nod because they or alabama gets a dig because they wouldn't go they wouldn't go to the sec championship barring lsu beats arkansas and texas a&m and Ole Miss, they would be sitting at home during the SEC championship, and that would put them at 11-1. and one. They weren't a conference championship winner, and so there's not a lot of things that add up for them going into the decision, the final decision made uh, the Sunday after the, all the championships are played. You, know, you already know my opinion what I think. I think they should still be in the playoffs whether they lose to LSU or not. Well, here's the only thing. It's not going to happen. There's no way it happens, especially them being at home. The only way they don't get in the playoff, in my opinion, is getting absolutely blown out. Right? That's it. If they, I agree with if that. LSU was for some ungodly reason, go and down I, there, I would absolutely love this. Go to if they get smoked and blow them out. Yeah. If El- if Alabama gets beat twenty four nothing, thirty one nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like some crazy score Shut like out that. Like that. Yeah. I I don't see I don't see them getting in the playoff. But then again, no way that's going to happen, especially under Saban. No way at home. I, it's not happening. This is going to be a close game. I don't. Personally, I don't know who I'm going to pick. I haven't even thought about that yet. It's hard to make a pick because I want to go with my team and LSU, but I know what the last eight years have been. I know how good they are. I even told you at the beginning of the year when we looked at the schedule Alabama LSU, I said uh, the teams that scare me, remember that? I told you LSU scares me, and Auburn does too. You know, some people are laughing at me, thinking, oh, I ain't worried about the LSU and all them. But LSU always plays Alabama tough. Not just not just this year. Yeah. Even in the past, you look at the past record; they've always played them tough. Yeah, I agree. So 
that was one big question we've heard about, you know, what happens to the loser of this game. The winner of this game, we can pretty much assume, barring they don't lose the SEC championship to Georgia, hmm. that they're, in, they're pretty much a lock for the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Yep. They so, can't afford to lose no two games, LSU and, and right. the Bulldogs, both. Right. And then I think what hurts Alabama's chance even worse if they do lose to LSU, is that LSU goes and plays Georgia in the SEC championship, and then LSU loses. That would look bad. That would look worse for Alabama as well because Alabama's only loss would be against LSU. They'd be like, "Oh, that looks pretty good." Mm-hmm. Until they right. lost to Georgia, and they'd be like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And then there's, I think, there's a chance that both of them could sit out in the college football playoff, and then Georgia gets a nod. So there's a lot of things that could go on. Uh, we just got to see how this game, but then you how go this back game into goes. Politics. Then you got the committee goes in. And- we don't know who they like and who they don't like, you know. Then it gets political again. There's not enough teams in the playoffs. Yep, not enough teams. And, we and, talked and, about and this. Then, a, good, then a, a lot of good teams, like we just mentioned, get left out the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they do. Which could win the national title if they were in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's so much that you could debate for. Like this, this thing is never going to get solved until they go, unless they go full blown NCAA basketball mode. See, they thought they solved the problem when they started these playoffs. You know, the bowl, the bowl games was good. The bowl games were making a lot of money. They went years debating back over, at least 10 years debating back over, should they have a playoff, should they have a playoff. About 10, 12 years later, they decided to have a playoff. Then they got stupid and said, oh, we're going to have four teams in there. I'm like, that's dumb. I dumb. thought it was dumb when I first heard it. I said, four teams? Are you really kidding me? That still ain't solving the problem. Matter of fact, that's just going to make fans even angrier. Yeah. I think there's been more debate in the college football playoff than there's been in the BCS series. Yeah. The old BCS era where the computers just spit out two teams and that was who was playing that the was national it. championship. Right, exactly. I mean, can you? how can you yell at a computer you is can. what I'm saying. And right. people got, I, I guess people got fed up with the fact that there was only two teams playing for everything else was a consolation game that they added two more games. But and it was computer there's driven. There's been more debate about the five and six teams that get ranked at the end of the year. It's like, oh, they should be the ones in, right? It happened with Georgia last year. It's happened with other teams. Uh, since the college football playoff has been a thing. Now you got humans uh, deciding the fate of who's going to be in the playoff and who isn't. Yep. And, and we've that, seen at least – I'd say we've seen at least one blowout in a semifinal game every year since we've had the college football playoff. Right? I mean, you yeah. look at – I think it was yeah. – I don't know if this was the inaugural year, but it was it was damn close. Mm-hmm. You remember the Alabama-Michigan State game? Yeah, down in uh Down in Mercedes, down in Louisiana? Yep. That was horrible. That's the worst game I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, that was man. that was Michigan State never stood a chance. You look at the game last yeah. year; Clemson punished Notre Dame. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we've every single one of these. There's been and at I least Cle- one game that's been just horrible. And I knew Cle- I knew Clemson was going to beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame really, like I said, when well, you brought up Notre Dame, they don't play anybody. I mean, they pick and choose who they play to, and they're not set in a conference, so. They pick and choosy, and they're not that great of a team. They get some okay recruiting, but it's not that great. Yeah. It's okay. So so let's get back to the matchup going on uh, this Saturday. Once again, I am uh I am heading down there Friday afternoon okay. for the matchup. I am uh I am ecstatic. We're gonna watch a little bit of game day. Okay. Uh game's gonna be huge, starts at two thirty. The president's gonna be there, so Ooh. obviously there's some <laughs> a big game going on. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. Um eh? So what does this matchup really hold as far as talent, coaching, and so on and so forth? Let's look at it this way. Uh, the two best quarterbacks coming into the draft this year are going to be on display on That's CBS. Right. Absolutely. Joe Burrow and Tua are the best two quarterbacks, in my opinion, going into the draft this year. 
Yeah. So we're going to get to see that matchup. We will. Uh, something that could either really rise somebody's stock or really hurt somebody's stock. Yeah. So this is a You're big right. game for them, you know, looking past the point of the season at their NFL staff. Or that's where I'm really stock. concerned about Tua's ankle then. I'm really concerned about that. Yeah. And hopefully that scouts and everybody can take that in consideration also as well. You know, I mean, well, they might take it also in consideration. He seems to get hurt at the wrong time also as well. Yeah. And that same – and then the ankles, man, got bad ankles. Let's keep looking into uh, what we can see on Saturday. Two really prolific offenses. Uh, something that involves a lot of scheming. Joe Brady came in from the Saints for LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarkeesian's calling the shots for Alabama offensive coordinator. Something that Alabama does really well that LSU's kind of adopted a little bit this year as well is the RPO. Those that don't know what that is, that's a run-pass option. Right. Usually involves staring down or reading the middle linebacker on the play. If he sinks in, uh, selling out on the run, they'll mm-hmm. dump it over his head. If he sits back for the pass, they're handing it off. This is right. something that's arguably unguardable this is something that you cannot unless you pick it up before it comes and you can sink that safety in to kind of sit on that pass this is something that you can't really you can't really go against because you're reading off of somebody right that middle linebacker comes flying in you pull the ball out of of the running back's hands and you dump it over his head and with the receivers this game man let's Mm -hmm. not get started i mean Diggs, judy i mean those guys are unreal and then you look at jamar chase Justin Jefferson, Terrence Marshall for yeah. LSU. Those guys are unreal. Randy Moss's kids, LSU's tight end. Uh, Thaddeus is his name. He's their tight end. He's been a big weapon this year. I mean, the amount of NFL talent that's going to be on the field, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is yeah. really, really, really good. I like Najee really Harris. Good. Najee Harris, Harris is I think a, he's gonna a get big a lot, back. I think he's going to get a lot of carries. I believe um, his backup's going uh, to get a lot of carries also as well. Robinson, I think he'll get a lot of carries also as well. I think they're going to try to run a lot th- this game and not use two as much because you don't want to run the risk of throwing an interception. Even though you have great receivers, I think the running game's going to open up the passing game make it easier for Tua. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely – Because I, I can see that LSU's defense is probably going to stack the box. They might try and they might do a lot of rushing and blitzing a lot. On two and test his ankle. Yeah, they are. So he's going to have to hand off a lot. This this game is as as many athletes as there is outside of you know out on the outside of the things and the quarterbacks and the running backs. This game is going to be one on the offensive line and the defensive line. I agree because Alabama's going to have to really get after the LSU's quarterback. They're going to really have to be on him. Yeah, you can't because, because if you stop him, you basically stop the whole team. Yeah, I mean he's he's the reason that they are where they are right now. Absolutely. Most of his damage comes in the middle of the field. Yeah. And I think that the problem is that's Alabama's biggest question mark on, de- on defense. That's their weakness. Their linebacker core is weak. I believe that their defensive line is young, but they're very, very talented. They are. And I believe their secondary is very, very talented. I think this is the best secondary that LSU has gone against all year. Mm-hmm. Florida was pretty banged up when they played them. Yep. So this is, this is going to be a really good secondary that they play in Alabama. And then you look on LSU's defensive side of the ball. We're getting back a few pass rushers who have got to do a really good job of trying to get to Tua. Yeah, uh, We just lost Michael Divinity for personal reasons. He left the team this week who was the starting linebacker, so that's a big blow for us, which just means that other guys are going to have to step up. So you'll see names like Marcel Brooks come out there. Uh, Chason's going to get a lot, a lot of snaps. He's a very good pass rusher. So if they can get pressure on Tua, they can mix things up a little bit. Yeah, he's going to have to really watch his reads, Tua. He's going to really watch his reads so he won't throw no interceptions, really, because they're going to mix it up and throw different looks. So he gets kind of shook when a team 
mixes it up. You know, their their their, their calls mix them up a little bit. He really gets kind of offset, and sometimes he hesitates to run. Where Jalen Hurst didn't hesitate to run. Jalen didn't see nothing. He will run. You can see that now in Oklahoma. So Tua's gonna have to do that. If you don't see nothing open, don't force it in there. Run. Yeah. Or either throw the ball I mean, away. The team, the team that makes most mistakes is gonna lose this game. Absolutely. Right. And this is this is what's awesome about the LSU Alabama game every year is that there's always a bye week beforehand. So these coaches got two weeks to dial something up. So for those saying, oh, well, this isn't gonna be the nine six well, game. Well, that plays into um, Saban's hand because you notice that he has a very good record when he has a bye week. Yeah. Uh, he has some week to prepare, uh, extra week to prepare for teams. He yeah. just does well. I agree. So people are saying, "Oh, this isn't going to be the, this isn't going to be the nine to six game that we saw four years ago, or however many years ago. This is going to be a higher scoring game." But folks who are saying it's going to be a, a shootout, I don't. Then why do keep I don't buy that? that? I don't buy that either. Why do they keep saying that? These two teams are good enough to where it's not. The defenses have had too long to no. sit and watch film and stuff like that. It's no. not going to be like a, it's a, gonna be a, chess a Big match. Twelve game. It's going to be like a chess match, man. Everybody trying to fill each other out for the first quarter, testing the waters. Hey, I wouldn't even be surprised at halftime. It'd be like three three. Yeah, I think, I think the first team to hit thirty points wins. In my opinion, I agree. First team to first team to hit thirty points and, and most wins, of the points are going to probably come in the second half for both teams. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with when you go into the second half, you get a lot of adjustments. LSU has yes. done a lot better on defense in the second half because mm-hmm. David Rana has a chance to sit down with the guys and go over adjustments. Yeah. So I think I think a lot of points will be scored in the second half because yeah, some teams have got to start pressuring, especially if they're down by a touchdown or two. Yeah, and, and I believe that Saban makes pretty good on his adjustments but, as well. So don't be surprised if you don't see Jones in there in the second half a little bit, maybe, if they're, if they're not doing too well in the first half. Yeah, well, I mean, two is going to uh, – don't get us wrong, folks. Tua is going to play this game, but if if Tua starts doing things that are not normal, and it's not because of his reads, it's because of his ability. Like if he starts hobbling around, and that what he's doing is not what's working, like he's making dumb decisions, or you can just tell that he's not himself, then yeah, I could see I could see Mac Jones going in there for a few series because I think he's clearly capable of leading this offense. I do. He looked really good hitting his wide receivers in stride against Arkansas. Yep. So I think that he's definitely an option, which makes me believe that if two is just out there, just straight, he takes one shot and he gets up and he's limping. Yeah. I, I don't. Saban's Saban's done it before when he sent Hurts out there in the championship game last year. He's not going to have his quarterback out there limping, right? So no. if he takes a shot and he's not healthy. He, I, he's not. He's not going to continue to I'm play. I'm afraid that can happen too. Definitely, because they're going to go for that ankle. Trust. Well, me. you know where they are, and it's not, folks. It's not dirty. Okay, we're not. We're not saying anything that they do is dirty. But when you know that a player is hurt and that he's yeah. been rushing back from injury, you're not going to say. You know, Dave Aranda's not going to sit there and goes, "All right, guys, dive at his ankle. No, dive at his on ankle." The chalkboard. That's the first thing on the chalkboard. They're going to. They're going to take In shots, room. and they're going to yeah, hit they're him. Going to. If they got a chance, they're going to hit him. Yeah. Because they want to see how it's because holding up. That can give them an advantage. Yep. They can. And they I, really can. So that's that's something to look forward to. I mean, look look to see how well two is moving. You know, you I'll be there at the game, so I'll be able to see it a little bit beforehand and see how he's moving around. I mean, that rope procedure that he went through is I mean, this stuff <laughs> get off topic here. Medicine is unbelievable these past ten years, like the way it's advanced and, and things like that. If you'd have it told is. a guy getting surgery in World War Two that we're gonna throw rope through your <laughs> ankle tendons and stuff like that, they'd be like, huh? Hey, what, you're gonna do what? I know, but now man. I mean, this stuff is so so advanced. It is, man. But high ankle sprains is so. I mean, you saw it with Saquon Barkley, right? They were like, "Oh, this dude's out for eight weeks." I know, I dude was, was running was high, in two was, weeks. Yeah, I know it was high ankle sprain, definitely. But 
you mentioned him. He isn't playing that good like Dallas. That's what he looks terrible. <laughs> Barkley, they were stacking the box on him, and he couldn't yeah. go nowhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> he it's was very terrible. So you brought that up. I was like, he looks bad. Maybe he need to go back onto the bench again and work on his game. But, boy, uh, definitely it's going to be an exciting game. But uh, the keys to the game for me are as Najee Harris. He has to get over 100 yards. He at least has to get – close to 20 carries he has to because that's where it's going to be won in the trenches and i believe that you can eat up a lot of clock time and keep lsu off the offense off the field as much as possible yeah i think that's something that's been that saban is definitely looking has at to be discussed. is the teams that have done the best against lsu has been the teams that can keep them off the field auburn yeah. did a really good job at because auburn's a very you know high high rate offense like they're moving right yeah. they're, they're quick they're quick they're quick yep they slowed the ball down against LSU, and they did a good job. I mean, LSU only scored 23 points. That was their lowest all year. Yep. You look at Florida for the first half, Florida was able to take those long drives and score. Yeah. And if it wasn't for LSU putting up 21 points right with them because LSU would just take shots down the field and score a touchdown in 45 seconds, right? Yeah. And then Florida would get out there and take four minutes, five minutes, right? You're right. So that's – that's something if Florida would have been able to hold up, that game would have been a lot closer. Yep. But for the first half, they did a really good job at slowing it down. Because the last thing you want to happen is Alabama is, say you get the ball first as Alabama, you go three and out, yeah. LSU takes a score, and then LSU gets a stop. I mean, you're looking at LSU to go at 14 nothing, and then stuff gets in trouble. You're out there with a quarterback who's probably not even 100%. You're like, oh, no, this could get out of hand. Right, so as Alabama, if you get the ball first, man, I'm taking six minutes off that clock. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I am working that thing. You have to. I'm going up seven nothing. Work that clock, and then man. let LSU work from behind. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and vice versa. Same, the LSU could do the same thing. But the problem is that LSU's offense is so built on speed and quickness and getting those open throws and fatigue on the defense that it I don't is. think LSU can slow. I don't think LSU can slow down. I don't think so either. So that's that's something to look forward to. See how so so if you got LSU's offense out there most of the game, they're going to have to get stops, turnovers. What I mean by stops for Alabama's defense, they're going to have to get some stops. They're going to have to get some turnovers. They're going to force the ball out of some guys. Yeah, hands. I'm it's going to come down to mistakes. Whoever makes the most mistakes, it could, could come down to special teams. We know how yeah. the the kicking has been questionable for Alabama these past eight nine years. The kicking for LSU is questionable this year. They got a freshman yeah. kicker. Um, so it could come down to special teams as well because the yeah, kicker is going to play a big role in this. And if you look eight years ago, kicking was everything in this game, it right? Was. The 96 game. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to factor into this weekend. And it's going to be a fun one. I'm, it's gonna I'm be, really looking forward to exciting. it. It's going to be exciting. So it can go the first half. might be kind of slow and boring. It might be a slugfest because, I, like I said, they're going to be playing chess and filling each other out. And then that second half when they make a, both teams make adjustments, it can be pretty explosive. Yeah, I mean, these two teams, they're always so – they're so close as far as uh, talent and things like that every year. Yep. But this is the first year that when people say, I think LSU has a chance, they actually mean it. Because the past eight years, they go like, oh, I think LSU has a chance. Yeah. They knew in the back of their mind that LSU didn't have a chance because they didn't have the offense. They have the opportunity to be national champs this year. Um, yeah. But I really thought it would be Georgia. But Georgia, they're really struggling in different areas. Yeah, uh, really Georgia's going to be the Georgia's next. Year. Georgia's going to be the next team that's going to have to adapt to this new offense that everybody's running. Yeah, I thought from this would be Fromm's year where he gets over the hump of Alabama and, and beat Clemson, and LSU, all these other teams. I thought this would be his year. Yeah, uh, but it hasn't been that way so far. So, hey, ooh, 
Well, it's a lot. We that was said fun. a lot, y'all. Boy, it's fun. It's a great show, man. Everybody, you know, uh, leave your pins. You can go on Facebook. We'll go on Facebook uh, at Sports Sports Brothers ATL or Sports Brothers Atlanta. We're there. We're on all the social media platforms. Definitely all of them. We have the website up to as well, sportsbrothersatl.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Sports Brothers Atlanta. We're on Twitter, Sports Brothers Atlanta, as, as well as, lo- as as well as Facebook. Definitely. So go there, leave your comments, anything you got, any questions you ask, you can definitely ask it on there. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that'll wrap it up for here for the second week of the show. Uh, we appreciate you guys sitting in with us. Uh, we just went 39 minutes on an absolute rant. Whoa, we sure did, definitely. But that was good. You know, there's a lot of things that we both had to say and get off our chest they get off our chest um i might i might have to take a mild tranquilizer <laughs> after the show hey you think you think that we're going at it now wait till monday's show yeah monday oh monday could be a debacle hey two days after the game has we're, been played at three we're gonna Saturday, boy. yeah we're gonna make sure to, to oh have that gosh. one on video just in case i start throwing things or oh breaking man things. so stay tuned for for monday it's gonna be a really good show yeah it's gonna be it's, it's going to be pretty pretty heavily on what happens this weekend and how that's going to shape up and stuff like that. Uh, one more thing before we get off. We're going to talk about the Hawks for like 0.2 seconds. John okay. Collins suspended for 25 games yep. due to performance-enhancing drugs. That's sad. Yep, that's sad. I heard about sad. that. That's sad. I put you that know, on that's, Facebook and that was terrible. For a team that was uh, looking to try to learn how to gel together and move together, having your arguably one of your best players out there gone. Growth hormones. Yep. Um, which is still is still illegal in the NBA. Yeah, you know, so you can't do anything that's going to jeopardize that. It's still it's still a pit. So you know? so luckily, I have some experience, especially with the schooling that I'm going through, to to kind of inform what growth hormone is. So what it is is okay. it's the biggest contributing factor to muscle strength and size. Yeah. So when you exercise, you release hormones. Right. The biggest one that you release is testosterone and growth hormone. Yes. So when you when you are injecting that or you were taking it orally or something like that, you were putting it yourself at an advantage to grow greater muscle strength, greater muscle stri- size, yeah. power. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at all those things. So he appealed the suspension, which means, which makes me to believe that I wouldn't say that he was unaware that he was taking it, yeah. but it wasn't like when he got caught, he was like, ah, I knew it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he was taking some type of supplement that somebody gave him, and then maybe he didn't know that there was growth hormone in it. I don't know. Yeah. But it's going to yeah, be man. interesting how the appeal comes up. I, I don't think it's going to work. I, so he'll be I gone don't for think 25 so games. Uh, does he still get to play uh, doing, no. uh, doing that? No. Okay. So MLB is really the only thing like that where you can – I think play NFL until, does until too, they appeal, you know, so. While they're appealing it. Okay. That's tough. That's a tough loss for the Hawks. They did win last night over San Antonio, one hundred eight to one hundred. Yeah, they sure did, man. Uh, Trey Young, put, Trey is back, baby. Put Lamarcus Aldridge in a Woo. blender. Woo! Spun him around a few hey, times. Hey, and Hunter stepped up too, man. The rookie. Cam Reddish looked good. Cam Reddish looked good. I'm telling you, they got other guys on the team step up. And they got their opportunities to play in, in that offense now. That Collins is out. They really yeah. Jabari looks him. good. Jabari still looks good. He's being consistent every game off the bench. So man, I, I like the young team they still got. Yeah, young nucleus definitely. So when college does come back, a lot of they're going to be ready. Yeah, they're going to yeah, be ready. All right, guys, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us for the past forty-two minutes. Is what we're going to end it at. Yeah. So I'll uh, be back Monday. We'll talk about the LSU Alabama game. We'll talk about a lot more. We'll talk a little bit more about the Hawks. Yeah, sure. Got will. one more week of college of uh, high school football yep, before sure the playoffs. Be right. sure to talk about that. Yep. So until then, guys. Hold it down. We'll be on Messy FM and uh, iTunes here in the next 24 to 36 hours. So be sure to check that out before this game this weekend and get you all uh, fired up and ready to go. Sound good. Peace.